Welcome to episode 88 of the All the Books Show, the official podcast of the David A. Hell Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Mickles, and the person I just, uh, no, I can't remember the word now. Go on. Oh, oh I'm Nick Gunning. Yeah. You were monologuing for a minute there. Yeah, I was. Jumped right into Passive it. Passive aggressive. That's what I was doing. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, you just said something mean, uh-huh. so I decided to start uh-huh. the show before was, you were totally sat. It was playfully mean. What I did? No, no. That was just childish. <laughs> Not really, <laughs> okay. man. Should we high five? Let's no, high five for right. the listeners. There Bam! We did it. Episode 88. That means in two episodes, we're going to be talking about books from the 90s. Digging we're going to get them in the, the time machine. Yeah. We're going to go back to the 90s. <laughs> time oh, circuit's on. We got a sweet theme for that, too. Yes, we do. Speaking of sweet themes. Oh, my gosh. I won't say when. Folks. We'll, we'll, we, have, uh, we have our first fan art submission, yeah. I guess you'd call it. It's a uh, thing of beauty. We will play it, uh, but first we're going to get through some of the introductions yes. and everything. Yep, yep, but, yep, yep. Uh, we got some fun stuff coming we... down the road, anyway. <laughs> uh, today, we're going to be talking about how to dig yourself out of a book rut. But, Nick... I'm stuck in a book rut. Well, you've come to the right place, because we yeah. have listener suggestions and our own yeah. suggestions, Actually, and some horror stories. I'm doing pretty... Horror stories? Yeah. Really? Well, Is that of your I mean, own? Yeah. Usually, <laughs> usually just I make yeah. others Are we gonna, me we're gonna very call, unhappy. We're going to call your wife, <laughs> yeah. uh, and she's going to tell us yeah. about you trying to pick a book off your shelf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's, yeah. She's not a fan. Please, Nick! She's... The child needs to go to sleep! <laughs> That's pretty much he it. He can go to sleep when he randomly picks the correct book. That's right. That's right. So we're going to be digging into that a little (laughs) later. Yes. But up front, let's talk bookmark. What have you been reading? What have I been? What haven't I been reading? Tell me. Most every book in existence. I can only read like one or two books at a time. Wow. So Uh it's better to ask me what have I been reading. So go ahead. What what have you been reading? All right. More like, no. Uh, (laughs) I read Stargirl by Jerry Spinelli. I've never read that. Well, you're an ignoramus. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, I had never read it until now either. I had to read it for a, uh, a book club. Uh-huh. Um, and? It was pretty good. Really? Because uh, that's made... not how it seemed like you felt about it. Really? Yeah. What did, I, what did I say? I think I gave it four stars. Let me double check. Ooh, yeah, four stars. Oh, okay. You didn't seem to be liking it while you were reading it, but... No, now I'm... Uh, I, it, it took me two days, but I did it, because mm-hmm. I, I waited until the last minute to read it. Yes. Um, and I liked it. Good. It's a... It's just about a girl who comes in and she's weird and does nice things for everybody and mm-hmm. everybody at the school thinks she's weird. Mm-hmm. So it's about uh, accepting people who are different. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Different. Uh, people who are different. Yeah. Got it. But Got it, it made me kind of sad. Oh. So. Well. But I think it makes some people happy. That's good. But it also made me kind of sad. Yeah. Well, it sounds I, like a good book to have a book club on. I finished, didn't did finish. The, did the kids like it? Yes. I, well, actually, it was the one that had the most mixed results, hmm. but it got a lot of discussion. Oh, and good. everybody liked uh, all the characters except for the main character, whose name is, I can't remember. Mm. He's a boy. Okay. Um, and uh, just because he dates Stargirl, but then he doesn't really like defend Ooh, her. So. He's oh, kind I of see. a jerk. Sounds like it. Uh, I tried to finish, but I couldn't read Blood Red Snow White by Marcus Sedgwick. We talked oh, about this yeah. in a uh, sexy new book club right. a while back. I remember. It it reads like he wrote a bunch of poetry, and then they're like, hey, you got another book for us? And he just put something together. <laughs> uh, it was really dull. And I kind of, I didn't love uh, Stairway to Heaven, mm-hmm. but not Stairway to Heaven. That's the... Uh, that's a song. That's the Led Zeppelin song. Mm-hmm. What? What was the book called? He Ghost of Heaven. Okay. Which has a stairway going upwards. That's why. <laughs> well, I see. What I actually confused. love yeah. Stairway to Heaven. Yes. Yeah. Um, though my preferred album is uh, Houses of the Holy. Okay. Anyway, we don't need to talk about Zeppelin right no, now. No, that's fine. Unless 
Did you want to? No, thank you. Okay. But you are wearing a Zeppelin t-shirt. I am wearing so. a Zeppelin t-shirt. Good for my, you. My sister Erin got it for me for uh, Christmas. Nice play, Erin. Yeah. Um, and now, right now I'm reading. Remember when I kept accidentally insulting your cousin Brianna? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, I, Brianna. <laughs> How's married yeah. life? Who, who? I guess she can't talk back. No, that's but. true. Uh, but let me tell you, growing up with her, yeah. she does talk back. Oh. <laughs> oh. Anyway, anyway. Um, I'm, right now I'm reading The Drowned World uh-huh. by J.G. Ballard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's why? No. Oh, it's a uh, a. No, just a. It's, it's more than fifty years old. Okay. It's a. Uh, it's an adult science fiction book. Okay. Uh, what happens in it is uh, like seventy or eighty years ago, the mm-hmm. sun uh, experienced some solar flare, uh, solar radiation burst, and everything, and now okay. it's hotter than normal. So the ice caps have melted, mm-hmm. and now the world is becoming a lot more. Like, it's becoming hotter. Like, now it's, like, normally it's, like, 112 degrees wherever mm. the people are. Um, but it's really kind of just, like, exploring what the world is like oh. post-flood. Well, that sounds so, fun. Also slightly topical. Yeah. Uh, it was it was funny that I found that because uh, 2140 by Kim Stanley Robinson just came out. But his is a modern take and, like, focusing on New York, mm-hmm. um, if that was to happen. So, uh, but so far, so good. It kind of reminds me a bit of The Plague mm-hmm. by... Uh, Albert Camus? Did I say that right? I don't know. Oh, Albert Camus? Yeah, Camus. Mm-hmm. It's that S. Yeah, I just want to say it's confusing. so bad. Know, S yeah. is one of my favorite letters. Yeah. Uh, it's a great letter. Very, so very rem- common. The style of writing reminds me of that. Okay. Um, and it's kind of... People have said it's a little bit like The Heart of Darkness, mm-hmm. but I haven't read The Heart of Darkness yet. Okay. But I have seen Apocalypse Now. So. Hmm. And Aguirre, The Wrath of God. Oh. Aguirre? I, I, I can't remember I don't that know. either. All right, it's not your thing. Hmm. And I did just pick up... This is where it ends by... Marik Nijkamp. Anyways, this, I'll was, on the, this yes. was uh this was very popular uh, a year ago or so, I think. It was on the New York Times bestsellers list for teen books, uh, for young adult books. It's uh it deals with the school shooting. Oh. Uh, and I have stayed away from it because that's Heavy. a depressing subject. Absolutely. Yeah. Um and it basically follows the lives of four different characters uh, during the fi- fifty nine minutes that this takes place. Oh wow. So That's intense. Yeah. So I'm. Well, I'll be interested to hear what I'm, you think. I'm kind of in a good mood lately. So <laughs> and you just want to wreck that. I feel like I should do it while I'm in a good mood. I see. Yes. And not when I'm already depressed. Right. But also, uh, it, it showed up on a lot of like. It seemed like it was an important read. So okay. I'll tell you if it's good or if it uh, it earns you know that acclaim. So I had I read some reviews of people not happy with its presentation. Interesting. Of uh, of those incidents and those acts. So. We'll see how it goes. So if I'm in a very bad mood last week, it's because I probably finished that book. Okay. All right. So, got it. Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds like you got some intense reading ahead yeah. of you. Also, the second season of Documentary Now is on Netflix. So I'm watching that. Big news. It's so funny. Okay. Fred Armisen and uh, not Bill Hader. Yes, Bill Hader. It's, it's just so funny. All right. They do impressions of uh, who's the, uh, the reporter from the Clinton era. The, uh, he was on 30 Rock one time. He, he's he's Southern. So many options. Uh, Dan Rather? Who? Dan Rather? No, he's not a reporter. He he worked with the Clinton... Uh, oh. Uh, with George Stephanopoulos. Oh, okay. I don't know. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, I do. James Carville. Yes, James yeah. Carville. So they did, uh, they, they did one on a parody of The War Room called... Uh... <sighs> nope, I can't remember the name of the episode. <laughs> but... <laughs> They were playing Stephanopoulos and Carville. Okay. And it was just kind of funny. That sounds uh, funny. Bill Hader's up there. He's like, I'm going to cry now. It's going to be a weird cry. <laughs> <laughs> so, enjoy. And Fred Armisen spends the whole time thinking about, like, how cute he must appear to everyone yeah. and rating, like, 
everybody as like a nine or a ten. He's like these, these posters of these these women we have on the wall. They're they're more like sevens or eights. Can we take those down? Get maybe like a nine. It's it's ridiculous. Well, so, it's I've funny. never seen the show, so I cannot. Yeah, that's true. I can't add uh, anything to this the conversation. Slattery, what's his name from uh, John? Slattery? John Slattery. Yeah, he was in one episode in the first season as a silent movie director. Uh, and he was hilarious because it was a silent movie. So he Do had we a, have, this, is this on DVD? Is no, this... they haven't put it on DVD. Oh, okay. It's on Netflix and online and stuff. Okay. If it was on DVD, I'd probably get it. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like so, a good fit for the collection. Yeah. Well, I've been reading some things. I finished uh, Batman Volume 2, I Am Suicide. That's the only graphic I did this week. Squad? No. Okay. I liked the first volume of the new like Rebirth I Batman, Am Gotham! But I did not like this one. It was yeah. just confusing, and I didn't know what was going on, and I didn't care. But... The art's cool, and I really like the new Batman design. So okay, uh, then for normal books, is Catwoman a villain yet again? Sort of. Ugh, I read uh, High Profile by Robert B. Parker. This is one of his Jesse Stone books, but it also includes Sonny Randall, mm-hmm. and I'm officially have come out against this uh, this combination. Pairing. It this just team up. it just feels so much like fan fiction. What's, what's Sonny Randall like? Because Jesse Stone is very like better go outside. Outside's yeah, hot. Sonny's not really like that, but their story is their their shtick is kind of similar in that mm-hmm. they have this ex spouse that they can't seem to get away from. <laughs> They're kind of solitary characters. Yeah. They have a dog that yeah. they like. They're detectives. Look, I'm not saying every male and female have to hook up. Yeah, but is there romance between the two? Of, of them? course, there's romance between. <laughs> yes, the two of them. and the thing is, like, I totally buy them going on some like case that brings them together. Uh-huh. They have a fling, one and done. But uh-huh. it's this is like. He's trying to do like romance and love at first sight, and it just it doesn't work with his writing, yeah. and it just is unbelievable. Do you think he did that characters. because uh, Robert B. Parker made it have been like super in love with Sonny Randall, yeah. as a character? Yeah, that must he's be. like, well, of course he's gonna be in love with it her. Just, I mean, it it made sense to sort of bring them together, but the way it was done, yeah. So I think it's over. I think we're done dealing with these two like uh-huh. teaming up. I hope so. Okay. So I can't really recommend that one too well. Would you read about them just going on vacation together? Maybe like having that a barbecue. That might be better. Yeah. Yeah. Going to <laughs> going to like Hollywood. So normally I would say. Yes, Robert B. Parker, woo, but this one left me a little like, meh. Mm. Uh, I finished Homecoming by Cass Morgan. This is book three of the 100, whatever you call it, four book series. I think the quadrilogy. Actually, it's not, I think. I think it's called something else. Do you know, are they done? Uh, The fourth book is out. I don't know if they're done. I don't know yeah. enough about the series. I didn't realize, like, when I was looking into this series, they announced the CW show before the books even came out. What? Yeah, and then well, they just I think been even sort of the, published all the first along. book has the TV show. It does as the cover. The so. original one is not the TV show. There is a version that isn't the TV show cover, but everything okay. else just is. Yeah. So I thought that these were like older, but no, yeah. they're like right now. Yeah. So I don't know if they're done or not. They're right now. Heard. Think they're now. They're hip. Yeah. They're cool. <laughs> but I haven't heard about a book five. Have you? No. Okay. So who um, knows? I have Maybe heard about a book lot. six. Interesting. Yeah. I'm skip. That's an interesting choice. <laughs> well, it's Poetry Month, so I read a few books of poetry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read "Women Whose Lives Are Food, Men Whose Lives Are Money" by Joyce Carol Oates, mm. and I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. She's always has that like yeah. quirky like vaguely unsettling depth to her work mm-hmm. and it was definitely true in these poems what's it say about my american sensibility that when you said food mm-hmm. i just got hungry even though i had just had lunch 
That's like, just, just said a title of food. I'm you like, got. Ooh. You have to get that tapeworm taken care of. It's oh really, sure, yeah. It's starting to. I thought it was a, maybe a separate thing. No. Okay. Go so on. I like that. I'm doing a, a poetry reading at uh, one of the assisted living centers in town. Have you picked and, it? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna read a couple from Naomi Shihab Nye and a couple from uh, Jim Zoller and a few other things, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim Zoller of Houghton, so I'm, Houghton yes, College. Yes, that's, that's a local true. college. Yep, he's been here a couple of times. He did a reading once, and then he did a great uh, thing on band books. We have yes. both of his books here, Simple Clutter and uh, Living on the Floodplain. I yeah. particularly like Simple Clutter, so I basically reread that in trying to pick some new poems and mm-hmm. was impressed with it all over again. So we have in our collection if you want to check it out. Yeah. I also read Bestiary by Donica Kelly who uh doing a poetry reading here on April 25th. <gasps> 7 o'clock, April 25th. So if you're Short listen- notice listeners. If you're now listening even to this that, prior yeah. to that time, yeah, good luck. come join us. Get over here. She was long listed for the National Book Award. Mm-hmm. Uh, very decorated poet, so we're, yeah. we're excited to have her. But anyway, uh, I, read that, I read that collection as well. Okay. And you're I think that's a, it. You're reading a turtle book. I'm currently reading The Turtle of Oman by Naomi Shihab Nye. Oh, man, you got that book before me. Yeah. Get it? Yeah, turtles of. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You yes. added a, you added like an accent to slash twang there. Well, that's how you have to say it. Oh, okay. It's not oh man. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so yes, I just started Reader's this. Theater. That's, that's what I'm currently. Okay. How far are you into I'm that? Currently reading. I've got a hundred pages. Oh well, how do you like it so far? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh boy! I don't love it, but it, like it's it's at a point now where it's like the next step. Yeah, you know, it could could take it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So when when you're you can tell you don't like something, but and you don't want to talk about how you don't like something when you do your Jerry Seinfeld. Eh. Yeah. No. Okay. Here's 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 the honest truth. Are you ready? It's about a family moving, and a lot of it is just like the kid not wanting to move. Uh-huh. And I'm ready to take that next step where they actually do. The You're move. ready to move, and we're still kind yeah. of in the. In You're the like, shut up, kid, in the car. Period. So, sure. you know, you are such a dad. Anyway, so yeah, that's right. So I'm reading <laughs> that, and we do have this in yeah. our collection as well. So you, it's a new young adult. Yes. Uh, are you constantly yelling at the book like you're burning daylight, kid? Pretty much. Yeah. Don't <laughs> okay. make me come back there. Yeah. That kind of thing all yeah. the time. So yeah, that's we're it renting for me. this tractor hourly. That is it for me. Do you like poetry? Do you read poetry? I don't like poetry. I think we've talked about this before. Okay. Uh, I I have tried yeah. with multiple books. There have been like there's been like one collection. I can't remember the name of it that I enjoyed. Uh, and also the book itself smelled smelled like a. Instrument reads, okay. like saxophone reads. Yeah. So that was kind of nice. That is, yeah, it's an added. <laughs> but I usually don't like poetry unless it's inside prose. Okay. Like sometimes I'll read fantasy yeah. books and there'll be poems in there. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I really like that. Yeah. But I can't just sit there and read I always, poetry. I always want to, you know, mm-hmm. like whenever, I, whenever I'm, uh, usually it's some work related thing where I'm like reading a book of poems. Right. Um, I'll find some that, that like, I find really moving that I really like. I guess basically I like I like them when I like them and I'm not great at like knowing yeah. where to look and which yeah. ones to find. One of the things I really like about Jim Zoller's book Simple Clutter is that it's all just kind of you know about household things and mm-hmm. everyday things but the the meaning that comes out is really like profound. Right. I like that. I liked uh The Crossover by Tommy oh, yeah, yeah. Alexander. Yeah. Uh and that was all prose, but mm-hmm. it's also telling a story yeah. through the whole thing. Yeah. So Nice. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Well, that's it for me. Yeah. Let's move on to book Book news. Let's do it. What do you got? Uh, You know what? Before we move on to book news, I think this is a good time to introduce uh, our first piece of fan art. Let it ride. Uh, Everybody, what you're about to hear is something submitted to uh, 
Ben Lehman, who has given us themes before. That's true. Yeah, he uh, wrote the original theme. Yep, our the Lonely Hearts Book Club theme. Book and Club. in uh, about when we do our 90s thing, we have another theme for that. Yeah, we We've got, got a, a Sexy New Books theme yeah. as well. Yeah. So uh, so this this wasn't commissioned by us. We weren't yeah. saying, Ben, give us some fan art here. Yeah. Uh, this this was of his own his own, uh, his own own desire to show his love. Yeah. So uh, settle in. Uh, you can if you if you decide you don't like this, it ends in three minutes. So go ahead and just skip ahead. And also, uh, if you do like it, we're gonna post it separately. Yep. So all right, here you go. Yo, and I see an Eric La La Prairie. La La Prairie. All right, stop. Gather round and listen. listen. All the books with a brand new edition, edition. of podcast. The grab told of me weekly with literary goodness. Flushing not to speak as will, will it, it ever stop? stop? Yo, I hope not. As long as I can never keep coming in hot. Turn up the volume, they rock it in tandem. Scanning the nooks and crannies of the fandoms first. first. Here are the bookmarks that will it be a graphic novel or a hardback? And secondly, secondly they'll be foreseeing unpublished books that'll be releasing. They go through the Times best sellers. Want to know what people are buying? They'll tell, tell you in a reading slump. Yo, they'll save it check you out a book and it'll be your favorite la, la, prairie. the, the public, public. La, la, prairie. the, the public, public. The now that the episode is cooking, Mike's on fire and the hosts are booking. Bookin'. After the times list has ended, ended, it's time to go to the featured segment. segment. Learning in the Lonely Hearts Book Club, items from the shelves that need some love. Some it's closer to charity, thinning the turkey herd, or Blake's therapy. Rolling Roll in the studio with verbal sparks flying to and fro. They're keeping it smarter while talking B. Parker with way more chemistry than Nixon Carver. Come on, there's no reason to stop, right? They might give a different author a spotlight. Game and a Grisham, yo, but they continue with the one. Joyce Carol loves talk of the topics like types of awards. Unless Eric stays on Animorphs, they'll tell, tell us. us. Fiction of the decade, beyond the page, to the prices of man, a steady. With jokes hitting targets, don't get them started on the topic of darkness. Bookshots, come up for ridicule, having success, physical or digital. Falling off the list real fast, but Jimmy P. Probably last, lastly, finding library news that's happening. Cruising more than the woman in cabin tent, finishing it up. Laying down the tracks, now all that's left is to join the giraffes. In a reading slump, yo, they'll save it. Check you out a book and it'll be your favorite. The public The public The public The public Go read, it's like giving your brain food Even if Twilight is a source of your main food Get down with reading all year round If camp books are table, give you sound From Michael Crichton to Herman Melville From VA to the town of Wellsville Across the land, this is a novel concept We make it work all the books give it context, context. staying ready to injure for the uselessness of Roger the intern now so long but before I say done a closing statement then I gotta run just who needs a character like Tom Sawyer when you got Clint McGavin cowboy, cowboy lawyer. lawyer in a reading slump yeah. yo they'll save it check you out a book and it'll be your favorite la, la, prairie. the public the public The public library. La, la, 
Okay, please, please ignore the time and effort that I put into this. Um, friendly reminder that Benelice's real name is Robert Van Winkle. Yeah. Wow, this goes on for a while. All right, well, I'm out. Peace. Nick, how do you feel? <laughs> I love it. I just love all like yeah. the little bits and things that I've yeah. almost like forgotten about. Yeah. We're a freaking then, institution. I guess, yeah. We're a freaking institution. All those references. Is what we are. I'll tell you who doesn't like it. Roger. That's true. He got Roger, called our senior intern. Out. Yeah, yeah. He's, he heard that. He was like really jamming, you know, yeah. because he's hip for his age, obviously. He's, yeah. he's into the rap music. Yeah. If you're wondering, he is an 80 so, year old with an earring. Yeah. So he's got it. Yeah, he's cool. But Harrison Ford style. So it's yeah. nice. But he didn't like that at all. So he's no. pretty, pretty angry, pretty angry. So, yeah. Ben, expect your mailbox to uh, get yeah. some choice words from Roger. So, uh, and everybody, as I said, that's going to be posted on our SoundCloud yeah. separately. Absolutely. So, if, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe uh, we'll get a sequel song someday. Maybe. So, anyway, we thank you. It, but. Thank you to Ben Lehman. Thank yes, you ben. for our regular themes. Thank you for that beautiful piece of music. Sure, yeah. Uh, thank you to, <laughs> and for, thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for Vanilla Ice. That's right, yeah. For giving him Shout the inspiration. Shout out to Vanilla Ice, yeah. sure. Uh, All right, so now let's talk Now let's news. go down to book news. Um, there's this book called The Last Neanderthal. Okay. Uh, coming out April 25th. All these books I'm about to say are coming out on April 25th, okay. 2017. All right. Uh, I just wanted to bring up The Last Neanderthal because it reminds me of who I work with. <laughs> um, actually, we- go on. No, sorry. This says it's – so this is one of those uh, – what do you call those? Uh, it's not <laughs> historical fiction. It's like like far historical fiction. You know what I mean? Like it, it's dealing 40,000 years in the past. Oh, uh, historical fiction. No, they call that they call that something else. I don't know the name. Early of history. Sure. Anyway, uh, this woman says she wrote uh, she wrote the bear. Okay. Do you remember that? No. Early history book about the bear. Okay. You, I feel like you've seen it eight times. All right. Like it shows up in our book sale all the time. Oh wait, no wait. Uh, that's a different book. Okay. The bear is about uh, a camping trip. Oh, with the family. Okay. <laughs> so that's different. You talking about the? You talking about like Gene M. Owl? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> Anyway, walk away. Super informative. What walk you're away down by right Corey Doctorow. Yeah. Uh, he's a young adult novelist. He wrote the book. Uh, I'll tell you in a second. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm having, I'm having a, it's, not, it's for the love of the game, I think. Okay. Um, he he's like a sci-fi writer. I have a few of his books, but I haven't read any. Do you recognize the name Corey Doctorow? Yeah. Not. I don't know from where, but yeah. Oh, he wrote in real life. Okay. For one. Uh, For the Win is the young adult book he wrote. Okay. Uh, that was really popular. But uh, In Real Life is the graphic novel. Okay. That checks out all the time. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to save that. That's too sad. Uh, Iris Johansson has a new book, Nick. Mm. I said Irish. It's Iris. Iris, yeah. Johansson. Mm-hmm. Why'd you go boo? I you ever read any of her I stuff? I read one of her things. Didn't yeah. like one it. One of her Eve Duncan books. Oh, so I, I guess, didn't like it. I guess as a reader, you're no easy target. That's true, yeah. That's right. the name of her book. Oh, well, I still don't yeah. want to read it. Okay. Thank you. Um, Elizabeth Strout has a new book, mm. Anything is Possible, Okay, is the new book. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar well, with her work? Yeah, my name Pulitzer is Prize. Prize. What, do you remember what it was for? She has My Name I think is it's Lucy. All, I think it's Olive Kittredge that won the Pulitzer yes. Prize. My Name is Lucy Barton, yeah. uh, Oliver Kittredge. Burgess and, Boys. And uh, she was in the short stories mm-hmm. of 2013. Yep. So, new book by her. Nice. We've got Golden Prey. It's a prey novel by John Sanford. Oh, boy. Look out. Uh, we like to play this game with John Fa- Sanford books. Uh, what number 
book do you think this is? 48. 27. Oh. Mm, yeah. Not as, not as great. No, I overshot. All right. I've got, oh, and Beartown, a novel. It looks snowy. Is this the bear book that you're trying to tell me about? No, that was something okay. else. It was like, it's cavemen. Clan of the cave bear. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Oh, boy. You know who could have looked that up for us this whole time? Roger. Roger. Yeah, but he's too steamed from that yeah. rap. Uh, so people say Beartown. It's finished. Really? A tiny community nestled in the deep forest. It's slowly losing ground to the ever-encroaching trees. Mm-hmm. Well, that's... What? Uh, all the hopes and dreams of this place now rest on the shoulders of a handful of teenage boys. Mm. Beartown explores the hopes that bring small communities together, the secrets that tear it apart, and the courage it takes for an individual to go against the grain. Okay. It's the story of a small forest town. All right. All right. Uh, oh, no, we'll get through this nonfiction now. Okay. There, there's, some sad, um, there's a sad one I'm going to save for last, but we got Last Hope Island, Britain, Occupied Europe, and the Brotherhood that Helped Turn the Tide of War by Leanne Olson. I have a World War II slash Holocaust display up uh, in the young adult section. Yes, you do. Uh, right now. So I thought that. Uh, Captivate, The Science of Succeeding with People by Vanessa Van Edwards. I thought I should just let you know this exists. Oh, since yeah. Since you have. I wrote the foreword, actually, so. Oh. Pretty good. Okay, well, you beat me to the joke I was about yeah. to make. Oh, The right. Operator, firing the shots that killed, guess who? Osama bin Laden. Oh. And my years as a SEAL Team warrior. I should say one... Oh, this is by Robert O'Neill. I should say I added the guess who. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That's not in the title. Yeah, that would... That Do you would think kind of... uh, this is going to become a American sniper movie? No. Okay. Uh, this is a sad book, man. Mm-hmm. Will's Red Coat, the story of one old dog who chose to live again. By Tom Ryan. There's wow. a picture of like a white Scottish terrier in a red little coat. It's a true story of acceptance, perseverance, and the possible possibility of love and redemption. Uh, uh, Tom Ryan adopted Will, a frightened, deaf, and mostly blind elderly dog. Wow. And brought him home to live with him in Atticus. Atticus! All right, we'll move on. This, okay. this is too sad. It's yeah. the story of a dog, uh, heartbreaking, uplifting, and unforgettable. Can't handle it. You Really? But do you like sad your dog, dog things? Yeah. Uh-uh. I'm not a sad dog. That's weird because I got no you, uh, way. I got you, me, uh, Marley and me for <gasps> your birthday. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm crying already. You don't want Hachi, do you? No. The, Definitely not. The, this, no, it's about a I dog. I don't talk about he it. He just waits there. Nope. No, right. he doesn't. Uh, I, this is good news for you, man. The Nightingale, okay. a novel by Kristen Henna, wow. is in paperback. Oh, thank goodness. So, wow. I don't think you're going to have to see it on the hardcover fiction bestsellers list anymore. No. I've read it, you know. We did it for a book club. I did know that. Yeah. No, I mean, I forgot it. I, I, at one point in my life, I knew. Yeah, you did. So, um, you happy about that, though? We don't have to bring it up anymore. Yeah, and yet you did. Well, I thought I'd let you know that you're done. Okay. This is the end. Okay. Your only friend, the end. Yeah. All right. Why don't you go tell us what's coming out in the not-so-distant future? Nice. Yeah, these are books that are mostly coming out in uh, June. We got a couple in May, but... Um, going to stick to that well yeah. this i'm nervous about this i gotta tell you because i feel like grish might might be on the verge of a a three-peat here a with, three-peat with books that i hate <laughs> how do you you can't tell that by uh no i can't i'm worried like i hope that that's okay. not true but john grisham uh-huh uh coming out with a book pretty quick on the heels of his last the whistler book, the whistler yeah, yeah well which, he needs to get ready for the new holiday season coming up in eight so, months yeah this is just in time for father's day right we're coming up in oh yeah there June, you go you know mm-hmm. uh, anyway john grisham's camino island Ooh. camino island coming out june 6th 
A gang of thieves stage a daring heist from a secure vault deep below Princeton University's Firestone Library. Their loot is priceless, but Princeton has insured it for $25 million. Nice. Bruce Cable owns a popular bookstore in the sleepy resort town of Santa Rosa on Camino Island in Florida. He makes his real money, though, as a prominent dealer in rare books. Very few people know that he occasionally dabbles in the black market of stolen books and manuscripts. One more character. Mercer Mann is a young novelist with a severe case of writer's block who has recently been laid off from her teaching position. She's approached by an elegant, mysterious woman working for an even more mysterious company. A generous offer of money convinces Mercer to go undercover and infiltrate Bruce Cable's circle of literary friends, ideally getting close enough to him to learn his secrets. But eventually, Mercer learns far too much, and there's trouble in paradise, as only John Grisham can deliver it. Look. So this is weird. It's not It's not a legal fiction, but it's kind of right. like, it's still in that wheelhouse. He hasn't really done that before. Right. When he breaks out of the legal fiction thing, it's usually something like a painted house or a playing pizza, for pizza, yeah. where it's just like totally, pizza, baseball. totally removed from it. So this is kind of a... Yeah. An odd move for him. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. Maybe he's feeling a little stale on the uh, the old legal fiction. Maybe he's tired of it. He's going to try yeah. something new. I'm going to read it. <laughs> I'm not going to buy it, but I'm going to read it. Okay. See what I think. So I'll let you know. Right. That's coming out June 6th. Ellen Hildebrand, The Identicals, from New York Times bestselling author Ellen Hildebrand, a summertime story about identical twins who couldn't be any less alike. That's never been done. But they look alike. That's groundbreaking. You know what? If they don't put together their broken, uh, their divorced parents, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I, I don't not going to be able to do this. You know what? My wife has a twin sister, and this comes out right before their birthdays. So uh-huh. their birthday, yeah, it's just one day. Yeah, yeah. but both of them. So maybe mm-hmm. I like Ellen Hildebrand's Christmas novels, but I've not read a non-Christmas. She's novel. not the one who wrote Unbroken. No. Who am I thinking of? Oh, yeah, that's that's close. It's Hillebrand, ah, but it's not, oh, uh, not the same thing. I know. Uh, Nora Roberts, look out. Not J.D. Robb. Right, sure. This is J.D. Robb's uh, close friend and associate, Nora Roberts. Daniel Steele. Different. <laughs> Different. Uh, Come Sundown by Nora Roberts, coming out May 30th. A saga of love. Oh, speaking of trying something new, Nora Roberts writing a love story. A saga of love, family ties, and twisted passions. Twisted. The, mm-hmm. From the number one New York Times bestselling author of The Obsession. Dark, darkness. No, that was just The Obsession. Yeah. Nothing nothing dark here. Okay. But thanks for trying. That's all right. Oh, you know what? This one, though, feels like it's just dripping with darkness. darkness. The Silent Corner by Dean Coots. The start in a new series. This is Jane Hawk, book one. A dazzling new series debuts with a remarkable heroine certain to become a new icon of suspense. The Bride of Frankenstein. Really? Propelled by the singular narrative genius of number one New York Times best-selling author Dean Kuntz. Uh-huh. Wow. That's an odd thing. That's another odd thing to do. What? Starting a new, like, suspense series this late in the game. What I mean, he's... Mean? Well, I mean, he's got some series. He's got Odd Thomas. He's got uh-huh. uh, Frankenstein. Which Those are, are both, both done. They're both done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But going for, a, what does it say? A, a certain to become a new icon of suspense. Yeah. It's odd, surprising. I guess. Just, so you just want just you just game. want writers after they finished a series or two to lie down and die. No, that's what it no, seems he's like. You're saying. more known for standalones. I'm not a Dean Koontz fan anyway, but mm. some people, like in the book club, some of them are like he's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, I was surprised by how much people ended up liking. People uh, went bananas for Frankenstein. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't get yeah. it. But. Well, it must be a 
a USA Network kind of fan. Group I guess, that you're yeah, because that's, right, <laughs> that's yeah. definitely what it read like. Yep. Coming out in large print uh, uh-huh. this July, we'll have this in our collection: "Secrets in Summer" by Nancy Thayer, the Queen of Beach Reads, returns to the shores of mm. Nantucket in a novel about one memorable summer when flirtatious wait when flirtations flourish. Family dramas play out, and scandalous secrets surface. I'd call it flirtations and crustaceans. I hope the book has that much alliteration. I hope that wasn't just special. Crustacean flirtations. Oh, like Sebastian from Little Mermaid? Yeah, he finally finds love. Meets a lady? That'd be great. Okay. Sebastian is definitely asexual. You think so? I think so. Maybe. I I just think... It's hard to say. I think he doesn't have time for relationships on on any format. Sure. He... He focuses on the music. Yeah. If if music itself yeah. was a woman, yeah. then yes. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian the Crab might, but... But m- music. Music is his Music lover. is his passion, yeah. Okay. All right. He has no time for others. Well, I think you're probably right. Let's check in with the New York Times bestseller list. Yeah, let's do it. Let's see what we got. Uh, all right. So, uh, well, that's weird. Number 10 is uh, Sebastian's the Crab's Guide to Love. Oh, my How gosh. I Learned to Stop Listening to Music and Listen to My Heart. That's fiction or not? By Sebastian the Crab. Wow. This is nonfiction. Wow. No, okay. Well, it's good he's doing something with his retirement. That's true. <laughs> his retirement? Yeah. Like Disney lets their characters have retirement. <laughs> you get a two-week vacation and that's it. <laughs> a year for life. Walt. Walt was strict. Yeah, very strict. <laughs> uh, so number 10 and number 9, they've sold equal number of copies. Come on, 10 and 9. Mississippi Blood by Greg Isles. Mm-hmm. You going to read this? No. Nope. You love Mississippi. Do I? You, you never stop talking never about it. Never been there. You're always like, hmm. I love Mississippi. I, I love remember. gumbo. I don't remember. Uh, number nine is The Lost Order by Steve Barry. Mm-hmm. Have you read this yet? No. You're a huge Steve Barry fan. No, I never read You're Steve You're always Barry. talking about the sweeter the Steve Barry, the no. better the read. You thinking of Chuck Berry? Do you, are you super into Chuck Berry? Uh, I like Chuck Berry. Okay. Recently passed away, Chuck Berry. That's true. Yeah, an icon, a yeah. legend. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big influence on like Elvis, the Beatles. Yeah. So, yeah. That's all. Okay. Uh, number eight and number seven, guess what? Also sold equal. Oh, come on. Song of the Lion. So this yourself. is new. Uh, Anne Hillerman, the third Southwestern mystery featuring a Navajo police officer, Bernadette Manaletto, and her husband, Jim Chi. Okay. Uh, and then number seven is North Mythology by Neil Gaiman. All right, so number six, we've got a bunch of new books right here, man. Ready? Oh, yeah, I'm excited. Number six, Two from the Heart. By James, James Patterson, Patterson yeah. Frank Constantini, Emily Raymond, and Brian Sitz. Yeah, I remembered this one when it came out. I was very confused. Two stories about the power yeah. of stories. Yeah, right. They're about <laughs> stories. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Uh, that's also called Inkheart. Yeah. So, uh-huh. starring Brendan Fraser. Fraser. <laughs> uh, number five. He wishes. Yeah, he wishes that was a trilogy. Inkheart 2? Anytime? Anytime. Number five, The Burial Hour by Jeffrey Deaver. No, can't handle it. Deaver? Yeah. Why not? Just gruesome. Is he? Yeah. Uh, Lincoln Rhyme travels to Italy to investigate a case. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember this. I yeah. tried to do the rap about, yeah. hey, my name's Lincoln, but I'm not Abraham. Yeah. I've come to solve crimes across the land. Yeah. I've got my magnifying glass mm. on hand. Yeah. I guess I don't understand the rhyme scheme. <laughs> it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Uh, number four. Leave the rapping to Ben. To Ben, yeah. yeah. Sure. Uh, number four. One perfect what do you think it is nick murder lie love no lie lies one perfect lie one perfect lie by lisa scottoline it's a high school baseball coach hiding his real identity i remember this one yeah possesses a threat 
Oh, poses a threat to an idyllic suburban community. It is idyllic. Uh, number three, All By Myself Alone by Mary Higgins Clark. Now, this mm. is the Clark you don't like. No, Carol Higgins Clark is the Clark that no one likes. Oh! <laughs> wow. No, Throwing some serious shade. No, it's not true. Number two, this is shocking, okay. in my opinion. Number two, Thrawn by Timothy Zahn. Wow. The origins of Grand Admiral Thrawn, an Star iconic Wars Star Wars film. I get it, but was, was Rogue One... Even at number two? Maybe it was. Uh, I don't think it ever got that high, but Timothy Zahn. I mean, Timothy Zahn writing his iconic character. I just feel like... When everybody has Star Wars fever. I mean, it's a good time for it. Number two is pretty high up there. It is. I mean... Uh, we'll, we'll see if it's still around next week. That's I, that's I the thing. Star Wars, they they don't have legs. No, no. Um, this might. I mean, Timothy Zahn is mm-hmm. popular you, on his own. You know who also doesn't have legs? Who? Darth Vader. True. Those yeah, are, those are robot legs. Yep. Yeah. Um... Number one is The Black Book by James Patterson and David Ellis. So that's two, why. Two for Patty McPatterson's, right? Yeah. yeah. People are just, they're drinking the Patterson Kool-Aid. Yeah. They love it. Hey, speaking of Kool-Aid, I yeah. did that hilarious stand-up bit oh. at Subway today Come about on. how uh, uh, vitamin water is basically just Kool-Aid for adults. I'm not a part of this. Can I do it? You want me to do it now? I mean. What's the deal? Oh. No. <laughs> it's Kool-Aid, but for adults. Yeah, for adults. For adults. <laughs> All right. I'm done with that. Okay. What else have we got? Should we play Ben's song it, again? Right? No. Should we just play it again? No. All right. Oh, boy. That's a that's a weird got a siren. Of, got a lot of sirens outside if you're picking that up on the mic. That's just like one siren that's almost asking for help itself. <laughs> Please, Harold. Crazy sound. Hi. All right. Well, okay. oh, boy, Eric, I'll tell you what. Did you call me Erica? Worst thing happened to me. <gasps> I finished a book. Uh-huh. I don't know what to do. I got to get back into another book. Gotta find a book to read. I'm no doctor. Where do I turn? I'm no doctor. What could be wrong with me? But it sounds like you're in a book rut. A book rut? Yep. Oh, no. Welcome to the book rut. And welcome to our main segment. (laughs) Our main segment, yeah. Talking about book ruts. Eric, take it away. This is your baby. As a a book podcast, we're familiar and sympathetic to those suffering from book rut. You're not alone. Book rut affects uh, two out of three readers. Really? Every day. Every day. Every day. Yes, these wow. statistics, of course, uh, are are real. They, oh, yeah, I've yeah, come, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, we've we've got these from a Med, uh, yeah. the website, sure. the Med website, the Med, <laughs> med, yeah, site. med book website. Med.org. Uh, so we put this out to our listeners yeah. to see hear if anybody else had some good suggestions yeah. on it. So a big reason I brought this up, yes, because I feel like I just got out of a book rut. I remember, and yeah. it it was vicious this yeah. one, but I looked on Goodreads. And apparently, it's only been a month. It was only a month long. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you're a regular reader, yeah. a month long without knowing what to read is a long time. I feel like I have the opposite problem of like not knowing what to read. You have There's too much. There's so many things that yeah. I want to read. Yeah. Hey, that's a, hard that's a thing to like, too, though. I try to figure out like, do I want to go with yeah. like a mystery? Do I want like a genre? Do yeah. I want just like a straightforward yeah. novel? Uh, yeah, it's we've hard. we've it's talked hard. about uh, we've talked about dealing with your. Uh, gigantic to read pile before yeah and uh in the podcast before i can't remember what episode classic episode roger could you uh could you look that up roger oh nope he's he's looking at new earrings okay yep um i don't even think the one ear the earring he has right now is that good looks good i know it doesn't no not on him i've seen people with the one earring that it looks great works and it is not on roger not roger so no 
I don't have the heart to tell him though. I don't think you Do should. You know, I think he got it only like he's already angry enough. A few weeks ago. Yeah. Like eighty years old. He he's, he won't stop well, living. Good for him. That's something you can say about Roger. Good. Anyway, for book him. rides. Let's do it. So we we asked our listeners uh-huh. uh, what they do in a book ride. Sure. But Nick, I'd like to know. You you say you have the opposite problem. But yeah. do you, but when you you deal with the real problem, the book rut problem. Yeah. How, how do you get out of it? You just have to. Do you do you have things to do, or do you just like I, write it out? I have an old. I have an old like faithful list of series and authors that I like. Mm-hmm. And when I read one of those, I sort of cross it off the list and mm-hmm. just keep moving down. So then, when I finish a book and I'm like, ah, what do I read? And I mm-hmm. don't have something like queued up in mind i often will go back to that list and see like what author haven't i read in a while or Mm -hmm. what you know series or whatever haven't i read in a while and that's sort of like that that takes away some of the Mm -hmm. choice you know i'll just sort of be like okay yes i'll just do that you know right but that doesn't always work Mm -hmm. sometimes i'll just like i'll finish it's hard too because i always have to like pack in the two two book club books a month right you know then the things that i want to read just myself right and so, like, I know I have to truck through those book club books. And I always try to do those, like, right away. Mm-hmm. So they're not hanging over my head. And then after that, I, I there's, like, an added pressure of, like, I can read whatever I want. I don't have to, like, be reading library books right, right. now. I can do whatever I want. And so that and makes it. And then you it, panic. Yeah. And then I'm like, I just don't know. Like, it's like when you find out you. Wisely. It's like when you had an appointment uh, and it gets canceled. You're like, I have a free hour. Right. And you just, and by the end of it, by 45 minutes later, you're yep. like, I've wasted my hour. Yep. Exactly. So. Exactly. This is a this is a problem I have in all aspects of my life. It'd be like <laughs> okay. the weekend. I'm like, how can I make the best of this weekend? Yeah, and then I stress about it. For all some weekend. of us that like to relax, it makes it hard being your friend on the weekend. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's why you don't answer my calls. Uh, I don't answer your calls for lots of reasons. Oh, okay, but that's so... okay. But that's one. So I guess my simple answer there is that I do have the list that yeah. helps me sometimes, and that works a lot a of the time. Reading journal. And then other times I just go and like I stand on a chair. <laughs> In one of the rooms in my house that has and torture your books. family. And I'm like, I could do this, I could yeah. do this. Yeah. And then I'll like read a few first lines mm-hmm. and my wife helps me. You take five books, put dog treats in each of the book, <laughs> put them on the floor and see which one your dog yeah. goes to. Yeah. And that's the book. Because also I'm I've gotten better at it out of necessity as we've discussed, <laughs> but it's really hard for me to stop a book once I've started too. Yeah. Like even if I don't like it. So it's mm-hmm. like an extra What do you like if I choose wrong, I'm gonna be stuck in this What do you monster. think causes a book rut? Because looking at my Goodreads to see like when this book read, my last book read happened, I had I ended up reading a bunch of books I didn't want to read. I read The Girl Who Drank the Moon, and I hated it, and it was yeah. like 500 pages long. Yeah. And I read Nicholas Knights and Redante, and then it just took me forever yeah. to pick something else up. And I wonder if it's was it I just didn't like what I was reading, and it was just so like so long that like I probably just sort of became a chore at that. Yeah. Point. And you just got to take a break. Yeah. I don't know. But then it was just hard to get back. I mean, what what do you think causes it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that can be it. You know, mm-hmm. you read something or a couple things back to back that you really hate, and yeah. it makes you sort of be like, "Ugh, I got to pick something yeah. up." But you like the desire's gone yeah. a little bit. It's the spaghetti again mentality. Yeah. Like we've had spaghetti five days this week. Right. That sounds like a good week though yeah. to me. <laughs> Go yeah. on. Yeah. I know that's why I always try to have, like, have a couple things in mind, like the next couple. Like I want to read no. these couple books in the next, you know, yeah. few cycles. But I feel like mine do happen when I've read, when I've been forced to read like things because of mm. work or yeah. uh, other things, and I haven't liked them necessarily. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, 
I just want to read something that I want to read, but I well, also don't want know, to read it at the moment. It, it can happen the other way, too. Like, if you read something that's just, like, great and you don't yeah. want it to end. Nothing will Then, like, you pick yeah. something else up and you're like, oh, geez, you mm-hmm. know, this is not what I want at all. Yeah. So sometimes it can be, it can either be, I think, because you're trapped in crappy books and you just, like, don't want to read. Right. Or what you've read was so good you're trying to, like, find something that's on that level and that makes it extra hard. Yeah, you know, I'm looking. Sometimes I like things that are just, like, sloppy and quick and just, mm-hmm. like, no depth really just sort of like yeah. fun adventure Patterson. Or, yeah yeah exactly exactly or like a star trek book yeah. or something that's just like gonna move me along and, and just be a fun little thing i always like to try to like i i guess i would suggest that too with book ruts you should if you have a couple that you can just kind of slide in appetizers there, like, this is gonna take me two days to yeah. finish you know yeah uh or one day even well <laughs> as the case may be that's why the Hugo list is so good for me right mm. now because some of the older stuff is very short yeah. that I, I picked up gateway cause I looked at it and I'm like, I'll finish this quickly, even though I didn't. But, um, just the size of it was like, Oh, I want to read this because it's on the list. Yeah. It's in a genre I like. Yeah. And apparently I can finish it in a quick amount of time. Yeah. So like all of that helped me get out. You know, I'm also looking though. I had a book right, right after Halloween that didn't finish until like December. Wow. Uh, so I have no idea what was going on then. That was a bad time then. Yeah. Guess I was just busy, I hope. Um, so I think you're right about like, maybe that's, maybe that's a, a good thing about bookshots. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so It doesn't have to be a bookshot, but I, I do. Yeah. I really, I mean, some people I think kind of turn their nose up at things that like a Patterson or whatever. Yeah. Like they have no value. And but I just think it's, cleansers. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so. it's like, I'm going to sit down and watch this goofy movie versus like, I'm going to sit down and watch the Godfather. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's different purposes for different things. I'd watch a lot of things instead of The Godfather. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you don't like The Godfather? Oh, uh, the first one. I love is good. the first one. The yeah. first one's good. Anyway. I think the second one is boring and overrated. One of our <laughs> and we just got a whole bunch of hate mail right now. Yeah, uh, we, let me did. Read it. Whoa. we did. Uh, one of our one of our listeners is talking about this. Uh, mm-hmm. Facebook user Chris says, "Go to the library or any bookstore and just wander the aisles, browse the yeah. titles, read the book jackets. Something will always catch your eye. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to get involved in a long novel, pick up a book or short stories or poetry." Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of uh, responses on our uh, on our Facebook. I don't really like short stories. No, I, a short story is not going to save my day. Yeah. So. But I do, I mean, I think the concept is the same as what I'm yeah. saying, though. It's something that you're not going to get stuck in for a month, you know, something right. that you can just kind of, like, breeze through and be like, oh, that was fun, and then move on to the next thing. Um, so. Yeah, we have two more on uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. Hillary, who says, I go to a bookstore and commence judging books by their, so that's similar to Chris, <laughs> go to the, and she commences judging books by their covers. By their covers. Um, which probably yeah. isn't a bad way to go. I mean, I if found the cover, a lot of great books based on cover yeah. alone, so. Yeah, people, the whole don't judge a book by its cover thing is kind of yeah. baloney. Right. Uh, and then. Uh, I guess don't judge a book exclusively yeah. by its cover, but I think that's pretty crucial in, yeah. you know. It's part of the, it's part of the. Package. It's yeah, like it's exactly. like saying don't judge a movie by its soundtrack. If right. you hate the soundtrack, you're gonna hate the movie. Yeah. Um, and Joanne also says browsing. Uh, oh wait, she says Goodreads. We'll come back to that. Then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so myself, I talked about the uh, the Hugo list. Having mm-hmm. that is helpful. Um, having like a list of books that I need to get to that I want to get to. Um, something I I noticed recently is the New York Times bestsellers list. Because I felt like I was in a book about, uh, last summer, mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure what I wanted to read, so I grabbed uh, The Girls, because it was on the New York Times bestsellers list so much. Um, and there oh, have yeah, been times 
where I've been like, oh, what am I going to read? And I look at the New York Times bestsellers list. I'm like, oh, maybe that. Mm. I don't necessarily grab something nice. from it. But seeing, you know, that something is very popular sometimes, mm-hmm. like, recharges me. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, well, that's, um, yeah, that's helpful to have things like that that point out, like, because the New York Times bestseller list is kind of a popularity contest. Yes. So you can see, like, this is what a lot of people yeah. are into. So it, that, yeah. that can kind of be a good judge of that. Yeah. Um, on Facebook, also, uh, Tina suggests kind of scoping out what other people are reading and seeing mm-hmm. something that appeals to you. Yeah. And that's how I find some of my favorite books. The Testament. Yeah. Somebody was reading The Testament, and I just kind of, like, mm-hmm. was kind of reading a little bit along yeah. and got hooked on it. Fall of Giants, another yeah. thing. The Tina, Ken Follett's uh, Century Trilogy. Tina also uh, mentions that she finds people who have similar tastes yeah. and sees what they're reading, right. Um, right? which is probably a good idea, too. I used to go to a bookstore. Uh, this is in uh, Great Barrington, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and they have a uh, staff pick section, but they put the staff and everything, and there was one staff member there who read sci-fi and fantasy, and he was constantly putting stuff like, oh, yeah, that looks good. Mm-hmm. That looks good. Mm-hmm. So... That that's that does help finding somebody. Yeah. Uh, so I have Shelly on Facebook. She says, try reading in the new location, somewhere peaceful and comfy. Mm. But to me, that sounds like a recipe for a nap. Yeah. That doesn't sound like you're going to yep. get out of the book run. It also sounds like maybe Shelly is that an actual cat. Oh, it could be. And yeah. she, and, I That'd mean, be a cute name for a cat. Yeah, Shelly the cat. Yeah. Yeah. Because she also says, uh, make sure you have your favorite ball of twine. Oh, really? And a good sunbeam that's going to last the day. Wow. So... <laughs> You're going to have uh, to keep moving around. Donna on Facebook says they either pick up a book that is not their normal genre, which is kind of what I was talking about with the New York Times bestsellers list, uh, or go back to a classic book that I love, even from childhood. Mm. But you, Nick, you don't reread. No. So that, that advice would never help you. Um, is, there, is there a situation where you would ever reread a book? I've, re- I've reread a few books in right. my life. I wouldn't say never. And sometimes, like... But you don't do it for fun. You don't do it to, like, revisit the book, right? No. That's crazy to me. No, I guess the I guess an, an exception to that rule would be like if there's a book that I love that my wife hasn't read, we'll occasionally like read it out loud together. Ah, I've reread okay. a few things that way. All right, but typically no, I don't. We have a decent amount of people um, mentioning Goodreads. That's true. Using Goodreads. Um, yeah, you want to read some of those? Uh, Cynthia says right. Goodreads. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, Carrie on Facebook says, I browse Goodreads or the STLS Overdrive site. What do you know? Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I use Goodreads like religiously. I use it constantly mm-hmm. like to update my progress and to mark things that right. I want to read and stuff. But I don't think that I have ever browsed it looking for a book to read. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Joanne mentions also browsing Goodreads for an afternoon. Uh, she says recommendations and new releases um, she gets 10 new books to be in her read list. And they do have lists yeah. on there. Like, you can be like, uh, best YA books about yeah. World War II, best female-led uh, sports stories and right. stuff. Like, you can go through all that, and they'll have, like, you know, a whole list of things. But I use those to make displays in the library. Yeah, see, I, I use do. those as... <laughs> but I don't necessarily grab that. I don't think Goodreads has really helped me, um, unless it is, like... I'm noticing other people reading the mm-hmm. same book that's maybe also on the New York Times bestsellers mm-hmm. list, or I've heard other places, and I see like I guess I've seen friends like marking things, mm-hmm. but to just like look through the Goodreads selection, I right. don't really do that. Yeah, I guess I don't. I, I mean, I guess because we're here, and like mm-hmm. I, I mean, I order all the adult books, and then yeah. I see everything come through. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they sort of just like parade in front of my eyes. So I don't have to do that, but um, I don't think I've ever I, I guess in a bookstore 
or a library, I suppose, right. but like in a bookstore where you can go and pick things up and flip through, mm-hmm. I do discover things that I wouldn't normally think of, like books that I wouldn't order for here or that just wouldn't be on my radar. Being able to pick it up and flip through mm-hmm. is helpful. You know what? You know what happened between Halloween and uh, Christmas? What? The election. That explains oh, yeah. why I was yeah. in a book rut. That'll make you a sad little clown. Kara <laughs> um, on Facebook also, uh, actually Kara and Susan both on Facebook say, uh, I reread an old favorite. I'll even do just a skim through of my mm. favorite parts, and that usually reminds her of how much she loves reading. That's interesting. She's I would never, ever do that. And Susan says she likes to pick up something she knows uh, know I love and read through that, and uh, it reinvigorates her to find something new Something that she knows you love? No, that she loves. Oh, She's using okay. you in the... I, I see. I changed yeah. uh, tenses throughout right. that thing. You did. Thing. You so did. Uh, Kendra on Facebook says, usually just try to write it out. Huh. So not helpful. <laughs> maybe ask uh, people for good uh, book suggestions, or just stare at my bookshelf until something jumps out at me. I yeah, have that's... the staring. At, I mean, you were talking about that, but that's also like I've sat down on my floor because I have yeah. the three shelf bookcases that are right on the floor. Yeah. I just sit down and I just turn my head back and forth between my bookshelves because, like, I've been buying a lot of like used books and stuff. Yeah. So I have, and I'm like, what? What is getting? Is, is it the title or mm-hmm. the cover or just? Maybe even th- what I think this book is about. Is it going to grab I, me? I try to limit like how many books I actually buy for myself yeah. just because it feels foolish when surrounded <laughs> yeah. by every book I could ever yeah. want. <laughs> uh, especially because I don't reread. So like, what's yeah. the point? Well, I don't but buy. when I do, yeah. like when I do, I always try to, like I've kind of made this silent deal with myself that mm-hmm. like if I'm buying, if I'm going to buy a book, it's because I'm ready and want to read it like right Same. now. That's, that's, you know? yeah. When I like, buy Am a... I going to start this book today? Mm-hmm. If the answer is no, then I don't buy it. Like I brought Bruce Springsteen's biography. Yeah that day because I was going to start it yeah. that day yeah. and it's same thing like I was at a bookstore and I asked them if they had uh, Kim Stanley Robinson's uh, New York whatever the date is 2143 yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. and like I was buying other used books that yeah. day but if I had bought that I would have sat down and yeah. read it then right um, and you kind of have like to to you know accept that you're about to spend like $25 right. on a brand new book you have to be like no I'm yeah. I'm reading it now yeah. no, no kidding I don't want to wait so, um, so some people are like you, Nick. They got like they got to browse your shelves. Yeah. So you got Goodreads, uh, book suggestions. I found it rough. Like I, you and I, we have different tastes. So I couldn't be like Nick. I don't know what to read. Give me a suggestion. You've done that before. Was it good? You found some things. Did it help? Sometimes your suggestions are so bad. It helps me. Yeah, I just I'm really. Like, oh, that's yeah. a terrible. Oh wait, yeah. I know. Um, are there people? Do you have like friends or family that you can be like, what would they suggest one to me? Hmm. Maybe my brother Steve. Yeah, yeah. You guys have a similar taste in the uh, in certain writers, like yeah, Grisham a, and yeah. Uh, that that genre, like yeah. the Michael Connelly, John Grisham yeah. of the world. We tend to yeah agree on. So yeah, he'll push me in the direction sometimes. Authors, I usually let me ask you this: uh-huh. Do you usually have the next few books planned out in your head? Let's see. So I'm reading The Drowned World right now. Yeah, and I have all those books I just got. From the uh, at the used bookstore, uh-huh. so I think I have like four or five possibilities. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't know which one it's gonna be, but I have. But there are some times I'm like, first I'm gonna read this, then I'm gonna read this. Um, that doesn't happen all the time. It's nice when it does because then mm-hmm. it's. Um, but I also have to read, uh, like you said, you have to read book club books. Like I, I try to read a young adult book every now and then. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that's the speed bump because mm. I'm reading it because I have to, but also sometimes it's not very good. Yeah. So it's better when it's something I would I'm reading. I, in I mean, usually, usually the book club books that 
we pick our books that I'm interested in right. vaguely anyway. Oh, but, now, now you know. we're learning. Now we're seeing how the sausage is made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even so, just knowing that I have to read it right. puts a little bit of a damper on it. So Authors? I, I think I... Authors? What do you mean? Do, do you ever... Are there like authors that you like... Book rut. Where's, where's this author? Authors that you think can get you out? Um, it's more things like, uh, like the Murder, She Wrote series. Ah. That's why I read Sonny Randall and oh, okay. Jesse Stone. I was like, I just want something quick and right. fun that I know that I'll, I'll get into. I can't remember what I was just finishing up mm-hmm. in recent weeks, but, um, yeah, it's more like it's, I go to like series fiction right. at that point because like, I know the characters, mm-hmm. you know, I, so there's, you, you can just kind of dive right, right in because you know the world. Right. So that's usually what I find the most helpful. For me... It used to be Michael Crichton, but now I've read most of his stuff. I used to be able, like, I don't know what to read, and then I would just grab a Crichton book I haven't read. Um, but I don't think I necessarily have, like, an author at the moment that I'm like, oh, i got to read something. Neil Gaiman was almost there, mm-hmm. um, but he, he writes too sparsely, it okay. feels like, in terms of just, like, fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really have, you know that yeah i mean i have favorite authors obviously but Mm -hmm. yeah i think it i do tend to go more with the the series i think that's the that's the part that makes it easier for me you know knowing what i'm getting into yeah yeah so all right did you were there any other uh no i we covered a lot of users yeah we sure did so i think we got anything um new there but it's uh, rough it's rough i mean you really can't find something well i know really depressed i know we just i try that's why i try to stagger with like graphic novels and stuff yeah because like i've finished my book and like if i Mm -hmm. can't pick something right then then i'll read the rest of the graphic novel and kind of go back and forth so that's helpful um i know we were talking about the book jackets or the the book covers and everything but sometimes like the cover is enough to get me out of the book yeah because sometimes like the cover it's just like it has to just be like a one-shot picture yeah but sometimes the picture itself Mm -hmm. is like imaginative or enough that it like just gets your brain like imagining things about the picture yeah and sometimes like it's just like the jump start your brain needs mm-hmm. to be like wait he's he's got a robot armor and he's in the river why is and then you just start like putting it together and you're like oh all right i'm just gonna read this book or something else it just it's like hot wiring your car yeah so yeah. you hot wire your car a lot oh sure yeah <laughs> I just reach, I just yanking wires and twisting them together. And sometimes it starts. Sometimes I wake up three days later with no eyebrows. It's just whatever. <laughs> sure. I was wondering why you chose to shave your eyebrows now. So suddenly. Oh, well, actually, this is not anything to do with it. I just was watching a Whoopi Goldberg movie and thought, maybe I don't need eyebrows. But, <laughs> okay. You know. you know, I've never really thought about Whoopi not having eyebrows. Whoopi doesn't have eyebrows. Is that true? It's, yeah, it is true. I got to look up the you picture of Whoopi Goldberg right now. Like once you, yeah. All right. So uh, that's the end of the segment. Yeah, it sure uh, is. On Whoopi Goldberg's eyebrows, yeah. we're, we're choosing to go uh, Hopefully, if you were in a book rut, some of those suggestions yep. will help out. It's it's rough. Yeah. As, when you're like, when you're somebody that would classify yourself as a reader. Yeah. Like, not just somebody who reads, but like, I'm a reader. Yeah. Um, a book rut, it, it's rough. Yeah, well, I think that that's an interesting point, because I think there's a difference between people who like, read regularly, but uh-huh. like... For me, I'm never not reading right. a book. Like as soon as I finish one, I, I pick up another one, and that's you know that's not always true. So right. I think if that's your if that's your standard, like you're always going to be reading a book, it's going to be much harder. Yeah. You're looking at Whoopi Goldberg. I'm looking at pictures of Whoopi Goldberg right now. My no mouth eyebrows. is agape. Yeah. Since when does she not have eyebrows? Always. Back to Jumping Jack Flash. No eyebrows. So. All right. I've, I've got this. This option is to look up young Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. She. 
There's nothing. I'm, I'm telling you. It doesn't yeah. even look like she had them and lost them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to blow your mind right away. Like, I've been watching Whoopi Goldberg movies since I was a kid. Like, she was in Star Trek Next Gen. I remember yeah. my mom watching that. And Sister Act. Sister Act. No yeah. eyebrows. Did you watch Jumpin' Jack Flash? It's one of my all-time no. favorite movies. I haven't seen it forever, I but did, I love it. I was one of the few people who watched uh, Theodore Rex. Oh, boy. So no, you, you're on your own there. I can't help you. Um, all right. Well, all right. Well, if you want to get out of book rut, just look at a picture of Whoopi Goldberg yeah. and see that she has no eyebrows. Yeah. Do you want to have a Whoopi Goldberg film festival? Uh, just the two of us watching some Whoopi Goldberg. All movies? I can think of that I would want to watch is Sister Act One. Not even Sister Act Two. Back in the habit. No. You're crazy. What about Sister Act Three? That's not a thing. No, my grandmother. She had thing. it on tape. No, she didn't. I used to watch it. You're thinking of the wrong thing. No, like there was there was no. the part in the movie where she would like with sense. the choir. No. The choir, first movie. right? And then the second one, she's teaching the girl from the Cosby Show. That's also the... Is, she's in the second one. Three? <laughs> sister Act 3? No, there's no Sister Act 3. But you know what there is? A lot of stuff going on at this library. So let's, sure. Let's talk about some of that. Well, I already mentioned we have our poetry reading on the 25th. Could you call that a poetry uh, slam? No, I don't think so. Oh. Uh, senior citizen matinee. We're showing Neil Simon's The Sunshine Boys, 2 o'clock on yeah. April 25th. Sunshine. Uh, we've got a ballet. Paper Moon by Genesee Dance Theater. Oh, this is embarrassing. Uh, uh, I have to be the one to inform you it's pronounced ballet. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Like a Albert Camus, right? Same kind of thing. You yeah, like something that. he would have written. You want to use that last letter. <laughs> anyway, Paper Moon is coming here Thursday the 27th, Paper I want to say. Paper Moon. At 7 o'clock, so uh-huh. you can check that out. A lot of things exciting going on next month, too. We got a concert from Sorrow Estate, concert from The Probables. A lot of cool stuff happening. Guardians Book- of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Book Club's currently reading The Blessing Way by Tony Hillerman and Big Little Lies by Leanne Moriarty. Um, I didn't realize you were doing that as a book club. I yeah. thought you, that was just a book you picked up just for you. It is, actually. I just picked it up and read it, and then we were going to do Ann Patchett's oh, Commonwealth now, Okay, but they're all still listed as new. Oh, okay. So I couldn't get it. So I've had to push that later, and I slotted in Big Little Lies. Nice. So that's that's why you're the director, if man. If you're suggesting that that I chose Big Little Lies <laughs> to save myself some work, uh-huh. uh, I'm frankly insulted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, we've got the teen photo show. I've got all the photos. Oh my gosh! Yes. At, as soon as this podcast is done, I need this to. This is a wealth of photos yeah, it's, too. It's a wealth of art. It, this might be the biggest that we've ever had. Maybe I'll count them all up and tell you. It's last a lot. year we had we hit fifty. I yeah. think. So if we but have, I think that was the benchmark. I don't yeah. think we'd had more than fifty. If we have more than uh, if we have more than fifty this year, then it is the yeah. We're least. gonna break a champagne bottle so, right over your skull. But after this, I gotta go Celebrate. and start uh, hammering nails yeah. in the walls and hanging up photos, placing them all around. They're all different sizes, so I gotta yeah. like get a different space for each yeah. one of them. I know it's gonna be fun. I'm excited. It's yeah. a great program. I'm glad that Brian Ogilvy is coming back to judge. To judge it, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I I volunteered to you that I would judge it, but yeah. then you realize most of my judging is like 90 slam comedy. Yeah. And like very offensive. Yeah, just you standing in front of a brick wall. Yeah. Joking about stuff. Joking so. about the photos. And yeah. yeah. And like, what's the deal with this photo? That's a no cat? Good. That's no good. Yeah. So uh, great turnout. We've got Anime Club every Wednesday, 5.30 to 7.30. I almost said 9.30. Up I had a heart attack. Space. That's it. Yep, the teen. We had a record amount of people come to last week's too. I ran out of all the food. Um, but it's it's been a good time. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, we got Moana in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, we're showing the Disney animated film Love Moana. It. Great movie. Uh, in two weeks. That will be a Friday. That's May 5th, I want to say. Yeah. May 5th uh, at 3.30. Mm-hmm. Come here. Watch Moana. Go to the movies. Watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Great. Great day. Yeah. Great afternoon. So, And then I think 
So, I mean, we've got the summer and well, I guess we got like a month and a half until yeah. summer. Yeah. So then we got summer reading program coming up soon. Boy. Well, remember, you can always talk to us on Twitter at All the Book Show, Facebook, yeah. David A. Howe Public Library. And please take a minute and leave us a review on the iTunes store. Yeah. Helps people find us. We're on SoundCloud at SoundCloud. All the Book Show. Yeah. Yeah. We're on Facebook. Did you already do all this? David A. Howe Public Did Library. Did I zone out? Yeah. Yeah. Did you already announce Maybe. All okay. Um, and that's it. Upcoming podcast, we're going to be talking about the 90s. We're going to be talking that's about... 90, yeah. Yeah, we're going to be talking about Michael Crichton's posthumous releases. We're going to do some... Jeez, that's right. Some uh, Lonely Hearts Book Club. A lot of fun stuff coming up. So, yeah, so this is... Uh, next week is 89. 89. So, yeah. Do you know what we're talking right. about? Do you know which of those we're Michael, talking about? Michael Keaton's Batman, we're going to talk about. We're talking about Michael Keaton's... Came, came out in 89. Okay, I get so it now. Yeah, sure. So, no, I don't know what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> yeah. Something fun and exciting. That's all I know. Yeah. All right. Well, Michael I think that's Keaton's it. Batman. Yeah, Eric and I are going to go watch uh, Whoopi Goldberg's uh, Cinema History, and uh, we'll, we'll report back. So we'll see you at episode 89. Keep it color purple.